Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. What a wonderful and beautiful day it is. The day that our Lord has come into this world at the same time that we have a little baby that has also come into the kingdom of God through and by means of the waters and the word of baptism. You know, I suppose it's at Christmas time that we like to sit back and maybe count all the blessings that we have been given in our life. What would we say if we were to share today among ourselves what the greatest blessings were of all the things that we have received? Well, I suppose the first thing that we would do is maybe go to the people who are in our life our mothers or our fathers and what they did for us such that we are here today where we are. Perhaps we might think about maybe our children in the day that we maybe heard that we were going to have a baby or perhaps it was even the day of that birth. Perhaps it was the day when we saw our children get married or confirmed or baptized. It might be the temporal things that God has done for us but Yet we would all have to admit that if we put on our spiritual eyes that there would be no greater blessing in all of this creation than to be able to have the gift of the Holy Spirit and the gift of everlasting life that comes to us through and by means of the power of the Word of God. It's with those thoughts in mind that one could well imagine that the shepherds probably were left with, I guess you might say, a sense of awe that they kept for the rest of their lives, that they had heard about the greatest miracle of all miracles in all of creation, the incarnation and the birth of the very Son of God. The miracle that was proclaimed to those shepherds by angels from on high brings us all the way back to the book of Genesis because these angels had suddenly opened up a door of heaven. And there these shepherds saw all the heavenly hosts singing and praising God for what had happened. Boy, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't our faith really be so inspired to be able to see heavenly hosts singing above us and declaring the praises of God. Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What are these visible and invisible creatures of God that he made? When Abraham is blessed, still yet to be called Abram, we hear the words, he was blessed by God most high, creator of heaven and earth. In Genesis chapter 22, when Abraham is getting ready to sacrifice his own son there upon Mount Moriah, it was an angel who spoke from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yeah, even Jacob's dream, probably on the exact same spot where it is that Abraham had been offering up Isaac. Jacob falls asleep, and there he sees a stairway to where? To heaven. Angels 
ascending and descending upon that ladder. In Exodus 20, as Moses is conversing with God, God tells him, tell the Israelites, I have spoken to you from heaven. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 24, they are prohibited from idolatry where God says you shall not make yourselves an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath. That there are forms in heaven? So we see that the greatest miracle of all is when heaven opened up and all the angels of God began to proclaim the glory of God at the birth of God's own son. Now we would say that that would be something which would move us very greatly to see in this text how it is that this indeed must be the son of God because it was testified from heaven. And we sometimes miss what appear to be the rather insignificant things of this text. Insignificant by comparison Caesar Augustus issues a decree that all the world was going to be enrolled. Insignificant by comparison, Joseph is declared to be from the house in the lineage of David, and so he went up to Bethlehem in Judea. Of course, they spoke there those days about elevation, not north, south, east, and west. Mary was pledged to be married and was expecting a child. And common among us, while they were there, she gave birth to a child there in the stable. Now, which of these miracles was the greatest miracle of all? The angels singing from heaven, or these common and ordinary things like Caesar Augustus issuing a decree that all the world would be enrolled, or that Joseph just happened to be from the house and the lineage of David, or that Mary was pledged to be married and had suddenly found herself to be with a child, or that she was going to give birth while she was there in Bethlehem. Which of those would move our hearts to believe ever more firmly in what has happened? In Deuteronomy chapter 30, there's an interesting thing that our Lord says to us. Moses says, the Lord will again delight in you and make you prosperous, just as he delighted in your ancestors, if you obey the Lord your God and keep his commandments and decrees that are written in the book of the law and turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Now what I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach, it is not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it, nor is it beyond the sea, so that you have to ask who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so that we may obey it. No, the word is very near to you. It is in your mouth and in your hearts so that you may obey it. It was the same word that made Joseph and Mary fulfill the fourth commandment and be obedient unto, Joseph, unto Caesar Augustus and that they would then leave Nazareth and go to be enrolled. It was God's word 
that came to fulfillment there in the line of King David, where the prophecy, I shoot, will come from the stump of Jesse, from his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord, from Isaiah. It was God's word that made Joseph come from the line of David. It was God's word that brought Mary to conceive that little child, that son of God born in her womb, and to give him birth in Bethlehem because the word of God in the scriptures had written it. A virgin will conceive and bear a son, Isaiah 7. But you, Bethlehem of Judea, there in Micah 2, what does it say? Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come one for me who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. This seems to raise the question for us, where are these miracles to be found today? Are miracles only existing where we find angels opening up doors of heaven and proclaiming to us the glories of God? Or are the real and the greater and the more magnificent miracles actually to be found hidden under humble and lowly means? No greater miracle in all of creation outside of our Lord's own incarnation has ever taken place than what took place before your eyes this morning. As a little child was given the right to be able to become a child of the God of heaven and given the gift of everlasting life. It makes us have to think a little bit differently about where true miracles are to be found. Yeah, a miracle that Joseph and Mary would even obey the fourth commandment. God's word tells us that even the Caesars of today are being ruled by him and our life of obedience even to those Caesars and those commands are miracles of God. Romans 13, let everyone be subject to governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Caesar Augustus was being ruled by God, and it was a miracle. In 1 John 3, and this is his command, to believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. No greater miracle in all of creation than the miracle of faith to believe that Jesus Christ is this Lord and Savior of us all and no greater miracle than to be able to love each other even as he has loved us. No greater miracle just as this one Joseph was descended from David, God's word tells us that there's even a greater descent, an even greater nobility that comes with our rebirth. In Galatians chapter 3, 
So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor there is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. There is no greater miracle outside of our own Lord's incarnation and birth than that each one of us has actually become a child of God through the power of his word in baptism. We marvel at that virgin birth, but God's word creating miracles within us does not exclude us as it did not exclude Mary from pain and suffering in this world. Yeah, Mary was nine months pregnant when she went up to Bethlehem. Mary was the one who had to give birth in a stable. But she also had God's word of promise that nothing in all of creation would ever be able to separate her from the love of God that was hers in Christ Jesus, that son that would be born. And that same miracle goes on today because that same promise is given to you and to me because of that child. Paul writes in Romans 10, Moses writes about this, about the righteousness that is by the law. He says the person who does these things will live by them, but the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, it is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning the faith we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with the, your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Though the doors of heaven do not open up and angels do not tell us that we are in the place where we need to be, that all things are taking place according to the will of God, this too is a miracle for us to believe. God's word simply tells us, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, God's word simply tells us that all things work to the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Romans 8, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. To believe that in the midst of all of our trials, no different perhaps what Mary faced and Joseph did as they were there in Bethlehem and found themselves subject to the wrath even of Herod, fleeing for their lives. All things work for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to their purpose. And the greatest miracle in all creation outside of this incarnation of our Lord and Savior is that we believe that. There's nothing so wonderful at Christmas as the announcement of our Lord's birth. And no one among us 
would believe that the shepherds were not as fortunate as we were for hearing the testimony that came from heaven. But that miracle that they witnessed that night is nothing by comparison to the miracles that are worked by God's word every single day, invisibly and humbly through the Caesars and the Joseph and Marys as they find themselves fulfilling the word of God. At that same word, in that same word, it is at work among us here today. And we have to remember that it is not up in heaven, as the text says, so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to proclaim it, nor is it beyond the sea so that you have to ask who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so that we may obey it. No, the word is very near to you. And that is the greatest miracle of all. Amen. May this peace of God that surpasses all human understanding guard and keep your thoughts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.